This episode of the Multi-Hypho podcast has been recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. Hey Candy. So you're feeling a little stuck right now. Feeling disconnected, isolated and strange. I mean, it makes sense. Of course it does. It's a really, really, really weird time. But you're holding your breath. So what can you do to reconnect? What can you do to tune back in? This one's for Candy B and multi Hypho 2020. talk to people from multiple identities, multiracial, multisexual, multi-creative folks, people who don't fit neatly into boxes or have to tick multiple boxes or have to make new boxes of their own. Multi-hyphenates, multi-hyphos. Multi-hyphenates, multi-hyphos. Lay the Mystic is a musician performer, poet, and dedicated cubby fort maker based in Nam. Born to a Lebanese father and a Tongan Fijian mother, Lay's cultural heritage is reflected in his performances. His current works are centered around intimacy, all things close being both a lens to understand societal or cultural issues and a landscape to enact change. Lay is also strongly influenced by mysticism and is a professional tarot card reader and hobbyist astrologer. Lay the Mystic. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. So, so good to be in this um, multi-hypho virtual studio with you today. It's a, it's a glorious day, actually. Uh, how, how have you been adjusting to feeling, you know, <clears throat> the world in this moment. How does it feel? You know what? Like I've been I've been living with my siblings, so I adore. I love them. I love them yeah. so much. So grateful. But like I'm this close to like 
hanging out the side of my window and begging strangers <laughs> to like high five me so that I've got some outside interaction. Like, please, yeah, I need more than video games and talking yeah. to my video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I live alone. I'm the opposite of you. I'm driving myself bonkers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. There's a woman washing her dishes like down and like my apartment looked into her kitchen and we had the same jumper on and for a moment uh-huh. I weirded out. You thought it was you? Like it had a sci-fi moment of like, oh my, uh, I'm sick. It's, it's, uh, it's I'm my, everywhere. My kitchen window is a portal. <laughs> and it wasn't a good feeling. <laughs> I actually stepped off social media because I started seeing myself going really limbic and angry. And I thought I'm going to do damage that I don't, that doesn't, isn't necessary because I was just so... Yeah, like deeply fucking traumatised by it and then mixed with mm. some of the performance of allyship over Black Lives Matter. That just, yeah. just that pushed me into a space where I was like, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I must not, I must not, I must not. And <laughs> it was great. I, mm. I took a break from it all. I think that's why I had so many friends that were upset with me that I wasn't online because they were like, weigh in, weigh in, weigh in. And I was like, I got nothing. I love you and I agree with you, but I'm not going to do it on Mm. that platform. Yeah, fair. When you take a step back, you realise people are just going and they're hurting themselves by lashing. Like they've got their, like, you know, machetes out and they're cutting their, they're cutting their waist, they're cutting their chests as they're waving them around, you know? Cut out. That's your only earlobe that you lopped off. Just stop. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I had media and friends and people calling me, asking for my quotes for stuff. And I said, I can't do it. Yeah. I just... I good, bad, otherwise, and there were plenty of things that happened while I was off social media. Some friends cut and pasted and ta- like sent them to me as SMSs. And I'm like, no, 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 the whole point is I'm not engaging with it, you know? Yeah. Just, just, just yeah. let me tap out. Yeah. And it's interesting, the opportunity to be able to set the boundaries you need to. And that's definitely a positive of the pandemic. This whole situation where people are waking up or something or attempting to wake up to the fact that there are people of colour who don't have the same, um, you know, uh, everything, human rights and and existence as them, <clears throat> or, or, or in Australia this bizarre notion that we don't live in apartheid, like this weird concept where people think we live in equity here. Mm. I'm like, well, what? Are you talking about? Um, who, who told you this? <laughs> Where did you get your facts from? I was scrolling through TikTok and I watched this TikTok that this woman had made and it was like a TikTok checklist of all of the things that she has to do in a shop to protect herself from profiling. And I was like looking at the checklist and like watching it as a how-to and I was like, holy shit, like I've been doing every single one of these. Mm. Like the, so I... Like, I only go into the chemist when I absolutely need to because every time I'm on my way out, no matter how many times I, like, obey the rules of, like, I don't I don't touch anything unless I'm mm. certain that I'm purchasing it. I don't mm. go too close to. When, I'm, when I've got a big bag with me, I try to find a way to, like, carry it so that it's, like, visibly shut and that it's not, like, yeah. a sus one. 
And like, in spite of it, on my way out, every single time, even while the security is like watching me at the cash register, they have me open up my bag and take out each item so they can match mm-hmm. it item by item to the receipt yeah. and yeah. double check anything that could have been purchased somewhere else as well. And I'm just like, yeah. it. I think that the fact that that wasn't other people's experience is something that like chilling and watching all of this discourse just go straight to the mm-hmm. internet has kind of taught mm-hmm. me because there's mm-hmm. the understanding that there are peeps who don't deal with these things, but it's the fact that everything gets pushed onto the internet where everybody's like communicating about it in yeah. words and in videos and in like straight up breakdowns. Cause it doesn't happen conversationally has just sort of like seriously like laid it out. And there are heaps and heaps of things where I'm like, I thought that that was standard practice for chemists. Like I thought it was standard practice <laughs> that they, yes. that they go through each item because it's this, like a spot. This is the thing, right? Like I just go, what is my, like, how can I, I'm, you know, keep being naive at times. Like I remember I was in Aubrey with my friend Dorian, who's light skinned and blonde, but comes from a Brazilian family where her father's dark. She's got dark sisters, you know? And so we, we went out and we did that thing. And I still think we really did it. We bought the same clothes. We bought the same sneakers and we bought the same jumpsuits. Mm. And we thought we were excellent. So we had exactly the same bag with exactly <laughs> the same things in it, right? Yeah. And then um, I think she was wearing sneakers and I was wearing thongs. And um, anyway, walking to the chemist, she bought something and then was waiting for me at, out just outside. And she said she was watching all the staff, this is in Albury, like talk to each other <laughs> and the security guy and nod and everything. And I came out <clears throat> and he searched my bag and Dorian came up and she's really funny too and she's like why didn't you search my bag we have exactly the same site you know like she went for it and she was like I watched that whole thing and you know what I said oh maybe it's because I'm wearing thongs and then I went (laughs) oh wait a second maybe it's because I'm wearing my body in in the in the public (laughs) I had a moment where I went My brain did this weird thing, almost back to my childhood self, where I went, I don't want it to be about race. Mm -hmm. And before I could even stop my mouth, I went, might be because I'm wearing thongs that, you know, look a bit casual. And I thought, oh, my Lord, isn't that funny how deep it is to not want it to be about that? And then to have to actually go, no, it is about that, isn't it? Yeah. And Dorian, this true, Ally, because... She's been experiencing it with her family her whole life mm. and experiencing the privileges of being light and having light hair and watching the difference, like, every day. Um, mm. what, a, what an interesting experience. And I just thought it was really funny because we had identical bags as well. It wasn't even, like, yeah. the, it was a great test. Um, they're, they're the fun things, isn't it? They're the fun things. They're nice But, fun. yeah. <laughs> well, the fun thing is people who come through, who come through in the moment yeah. so that it didn't have to be you solo by yourself trying to, like, bat for yourself completely alone, that yeah. it's, like, a, a backup and a support thing, like an yeah. actual, like, rather than, like, performative allyship, it was, like, a embodied, performed, like, oi, don't, don't mess with my mate, you little brat. Yeah. Get your shit yeah. together. yeah. I see you. And I do it now. I just do it all the time. Like going and walking out of Kmart and someone's like, can I check your bag? And I was like, as long as you check all of these people's bags as well, yeah. I'll be happy for that. Or else I'm going to feel like you're targeting me because I'm brown, you know? Mm. 
and they're often like, go ahead. <laughs> I was like, just go. <laughs> Don't want to, no, no, thank you. But it is, it's, it's sort of fascinating being in and around and on this stolen land and making anything always is constantly in that, you know, relationship. I'm always struck when people, like I was with um, another group that I didn't know very well and somebody said something like, you know, um, in Australia, if you're homeless, it's because you want to be. Oh, okay. So, oof. Um, hmm. that's gonna that's gonna take a really long conversation with you and some wow, <laughs> and some yeah. information and and some facts. Oh. It's, it's a pretty, interesting that. Well, because they're like, oh, but because in America this and that, and I thought, look, I've known homeless people in Australia and I've known homeless people in South Africa and homeless people in in America and I just don't think you want to be even talking about it if you have no done like the, when people say these things I think again the level of entitlement and privilege it just really shocks me because I just think mm-hmm. isn't it just <clears throat> wouldn't it just be isn't intelligence thinking I wouldn't know about that Mm -hmm. wouldn't that be your first thought like how the fuck would you know shit about shit if you haven't done any research known any person Mm. lived it at all I don't that one in particular bothers me a lot so like like fam history wise like Mm. growing up we were we experienced homelessness a few times Mm. and it it happened and like really privileged to have the family and friend network that we have so it didn't happen for more than a few months each time where uh more than a couple months each time so like a few Mm. months collectively but all it takes to like have the difference between like stability and not is to have one shit week and no safety net like the privilege is also a safety net that's and the right. idea that when you slip up that there's something there to catch you or to pad mm. your fall a little bit. Yeah. And it's actually yeah. incredibly easy. Or you like it's there are so many circumstances that contribute to everybody's like experience with it. And it's just like this yeah. it's not as simple as like, oh, it's because you didn't like set up this thing. It's like, no, no, no. Like everybody, everyone in the world has their shit weeks. Everyone has their shit months. It's about the fact that some people don't have a, a padding for when they fall on the ground. That's they right. They just fall straight up afford. on the ground. Some people yeah. can afford to have a shit week and some people cannot. I felt quite depressed over this pandemic. It sort of like I had a miscarriage by missing being a part of a community that I'd been longing to be a part of in Los Angeles for some time. I think a lot of people thought, oh, Kenny's going to go work in the movies. But I was really looking forward to a black girl retreat with the trauma queen and like mm-hmm. being having black yoga teachers and just eating food and breaking bread with queer, diverse, gender fluid, multi-hyphenates over there. And that has been almost a larger blow I'd say a larger blow than anything on the career front Mm. because I kind of went oh my god I'm in Australia I'm in trauma I'm in this industry I'm in this landscape and then as a a cousin passed away in South Africa and an uncle passed away another uncle was in hospital and I just started feeling this really intense sense of needing to use 
everything I got <clears throat> for community because I don't even feel I can be down for too long. Yeah. Um, or else, what the fuck am I doing with my privilege? I'm in a safe place. So I'm mixed Lebanese. Like, my mum is uh, from the islands and my baba's from Lebanon. And the hectic, <laughs> hectic stuff, in addition to, like, being a place at war, there's the economic crisis, there mm-hmm. was the explosion, there were the ports mm-hmm. at the... Like the fire ports that happen, sorry, the port fires that happened straight after the explosion where like there was just like smoke going everywhere and everyone was like, who's responsible for this? And then this like air pollution scientist was like, doesn't matter who's responsible, we'll ask later, spread the word around, this smoke is poison, run, run, close your windows, if you still got them on your house, just masks. And in amongst all of that, there was like, there was a lot of like beautiful like incoming messages from friends who were concerned for my family and I mm. adore and love all of them. And thankfully, like, um, my family was able to like get out. All of the family that was in Beirut uh, was like picked up by other cousins from the villages and then just like taken mm. off where the air was cleaner and um, like a few not great injuries, but like mm. no, like when it came to like my personal family, it was like impacted, yes, but good in like a they got picked up by other rellos who are going to be feeding them and the thing that was nagging at my brain constantly is the um like the domestic worker culture that happens in lebanon which is legit slavery it's it's the slave practice that um where like people are brought in as migrant workers uh and then not like deliberately excluded from labor laws which Mm has been a thing that's driven me nuts for ages and then a friend started a fundraiser to like try and help help this thing out so I just hit them up and was like oi I've got all of this like disgruntled feeling and all of this upset and no money what do you need send me your admin tasks and just Mm. like having that channel in addition to art where they were like yep so we need this kind of stuff these kinds of things communicated and just like the practice of taking the skills that I do for my work and channeling them really, really directed. Yeah. So in addition to art, there's also like the channeling of skill. So yeah, at Homa, like there's like the organizing too, but also the um, like, so organizing in and of itself, in and of itself is a skill and one that I don't feel like I've got. But one that I do know is that like, in order to do the performances I do, I sing scales. In order to mm. write the pieces that I do or to make it like presentable in any way, I've got all of these little skills that I practice to keep my skills sharp. And if I can take the time to practice and sharpen my skills and refine them, then I can take my time to lend those skills to peeps who haven't got the time to be doing that right now. Yeah. So like the... Um, the hitting up people who are organizing throughout this period of time and just being like, hey, look, I'm not going to pretend like I know what the hell I'm doing. I'm a, mm. I, my practice, honestly, is I make cubby forts and I, I invite audiences into them and I sing to them about my feelings. So, <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I don't know how to do this fundraising thing. I don't know how to, I don't know how to rally. I don't know how to organize. I know how to do what I'm told because I'm Tongan and my mom made sure that I knew how to do that. So, yeah. I'm here. Tell me what to do. Uh, if you need 
something typed up so that the words make sense, I can do that. Yeah. If you want to send me a WhatsApp voice memo, I can type that up. If yeah, you yeah, yeah. need me to like hit people up, I can do that. These are all like skills that I keep sharp for my practice. So like I started out in a hip hop choir where there were 19 yes. of us and which is how we met. Yeah. I love that fam so much. <laughs> and it was like 19 yeah. of us just doing whatever from body percussion to rap to like singing country music, jamming out instruments, like Finn is out there on the harp and like Lynn is out there doing like body percussion stuff. And it's just like all of the fam, 19 of us. And we were like, all right, we, we know we're doing this together. I, we don't know what, what are you doing? Okay, I'll <laughs> sing over it because I can't do yeah. that. And yeah. it's just like that practice of whatever you've got, we'll put it to use. And that's mm. the that's the creative skill that's like stayed with my practice where mm. I adore collaborating because I'm gassed by what peeps are seeing, uh, what peeps are doing. And I can always figure out how to do something that's complementing what they're doing and not exactly the same as what they're doing. I'll be caught in the rising with you. Maybe not like the sun. Maybe more like dirt, spinning circles inside glass vacuums, talking steam into rocks until old heartaches float like dusted cotton. We only ever hum on the exhale, only ever fall on the inhale, only ever see as far as breath can carry, which makes us both almost nothing when neither one of us is breathing. And we need to keep breathing to make sure this little world of ours keeps spinning. We can still sink our teeth into every rotation, stomachs climbing through throats, choking on words that never seem to do the feeling any justice, and the feeling, the weaving of heat through fingertips, passing by every moment that we could have known each other better by, every sentence that we could have known each other better by, every storm that we probably could have weathered better by, and I'm still spinning. And these heights still make me dizzy. And I still free fall scale every cliff face of your inner dialogue. But when those storm clouds start brewing, memories of aching start brewing, I'll know that I don't need to scale cliff faces to draw those clouds to where my lips part. Promise, promise till I've spent enough breath to make the night sky more blue, to keep all your secrets, to be the warmer thing at your back when fresh moonrises look big enough to eat us both alive. And every time our opinions collide, we scorch the air and make these spins spin dry enough to put a click in my mouth. But you're still spinning, and we're still spinning, and these heights still make me dizzy, and you still have me caught. I'm still caught in the rising with you and it's not like the sun and it is more like dirt and we're still spinning circles inside of these glass vacuums talking steam into these rocks and these old heartaches do float like dusted cotton 
and we will only ever hum on the exhale, only ever fall on the inhale, only ever see as far as breath can carry, which makes us both almost nothing because neither one of us is breathing, so I'll try not to hold my breath. for me like hearing them talk about queerness and about gender stuff because it's just been such a white space for so long like I've Mm -hmm. only ever heard white people talk about it and I'm just like it is not the fucking same it's not the same it isn't the same Mm. yeah (laughs) it's It's not you just you it doesn't what is it there's like this thing where two people aiming to be in the same spot or use the same words can't actually speak for people who start from completely different places because it's like a it's just strange the journey is completely different and it's the same word used to describe two incomparable like situations and storylines and all the things so it's just kind of like like the words you're using are literally wrong if that's Mm. what they mean and if that's what (laughs) defines them like they're just incorrect I've been getting really into Kyle Dion lately. Mm. Really, really into Kyle Dion. And Baby Rose. Oh. That tone. Oh. Like, that oh. noise that you're making tells me that you have heard this person's oh. tone, right? It's ridiculous. Listen, I, I, I found them out in L.A. and I just went deep. I, like, fucked everybody to that record that I could. It's a record for it. It is a record for it. Have you seen Vita? Did you watch Vita at all? Did you see that? Yes, I did. I've mm. watched all of Vita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yes, I Correct. did also do that. Look at me like <laughs> pretending like I don't watch stuff. I'm just for context. I watched everything and then I started playing video games. What about, <laughs> like, uh, um, do you watch Sense Eight? Did you watch Sense? Yes, I watched you killed it. Killed me. I didn't realize. I, I didn't see that coming. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was really good. I mean, the sex scenes are my life. I feel like that (laughs) is my life. They are good. Oof. Those sex scenes. Woof. They are properly good. And it's so hard for, like, uh, any kind of film show, anything, to get a sex scene with that many people in it not looking uncomfortable as hell. Like, awkward, where, like, people, where that one, like, person is accidentally, like, deer in headlights (laughs) at the camera just (laughs) in the background. I was going to say, have you watched Glow? I just watched Glow last night. No, you know Glow? I oh, do I know there Glow? There was a really cute lesbian relationship in it that I didn't see coming. The beautiful actors. They're just beautiful actors, you know? Mm. Um, a Mexican character and an Indian character fall in love, two mm. women. And they just... It's just good. Like, so much is bad when I see that stuff and I know it's about the writers and the writers' room. Mm. But I was like, oh, this is this is good. This is nice to be 
more often than not like surprised in the right way but of course not quite happening in Australia I'm trying to get it happening I'm going to make some stuff but I'm just really interested in what people see and how they connect if they connect or not Mm. like the word representation gets used a bunch but straight up it's just like uh, um, if you want to identify with anybody from a movie you don't get thousands of people to be able to pick from or thousands of stories to be able to pick from you get your four or your five and there's like a thousand and one things that get crammed into it yeah. and frequently it ends up being like that like you were talking about like the lesbian love story mm. thing and how like it was pleasantly surprising that it wasn't tragedy straight up all yeah of, like the movies to this point that mm. or like 90 percent of all media stuff around like exploring lesbian relationships ends in tragedy ends Mm. in like the Mm. the thing and it's like if there were other stories to balance it out so that there was like a healthy mix where people could Mm. pick what they want to identify with that that would be an absolute vibe but it's like as it is is mad confusing i'm like we have to like come on this is what we should be supporting because like white people straight white people got like hundreds of years of that you know, mm. and hundreds of years of queer folks having to pretend and what black folks white facing. Now there's color washing. It's sort of like, okay, well, we just need the artists to, to have space. Mm. Multi Hypho is hosted and created by Candy Bowers, recorded and produced by Christian Biko, supported by Linda Hurd and Art Centre Melbourne, Creative Victoria, Derriban City Council, Bob Creative and Candy B. Big love to Senri Chandrani, Jingwa Chen and Karen Bravo. multi hypho getting comfy on the intersection since 2020. I haven't heard enough people that live across everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want yeah. more of that because that's how I feel. Everyone. And I was like, where are they? I'm going to pull them out and we're going to talk and come just to talk me. about it. Come, come, yeah. come. Yeah. <laughs> hear the art. Hear the art and, like, find out Yo. what dating apps people are using because it is a white, <laughs> white world out there. <laughs> the white, white world. It's a white world in that, on it that is. dating app. On that dating app. Oof. On oh, no. um, just the one, just the one, is it? Just the one Ooh. where it's like that. I've hey. shut them all down. Oh, all of them. I'm like, you can all I'm of them. gonna make. I want to make my own one. And I'm like, come on, and get the good people talking to each other. Because I'm like, this is bleak. Honestly, if you want to do it, I'm down to help. Yeah, I am absolutely down to help. I will help you set that thing up. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be just like a a banter app, like a banter matching app, where it's like a. Zero pressure to do anything, zero pressure to like date. You straight up do yeah. not have to list A to Z your kinks. Like no one's gonna ask you to do that. If you wanna share it, fine. But no one's gonna no one's gonna ask you to A to Z yeah. your kinks. And if you yeah. don't like it, we'll ban them. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah. like a straight up banter connecting floaty space where it's like yeah. exclusively for peeps who are really having a shit one with other dating apps. <laughs> it doesn't have to be thousands of people. Like it could be Yeah. Like, could be a hundred people. A hundred you know, of the right people. I'll settle for fucking ten. Well, thank you very much for the conversation. Oh my god, thank you. <laughs>